What's up, guys? Super, super pumped to be back here for episode three. Uh, today we have Tyler Oakson. I've known Tyler since I first started playing soccer, just about in fourth grade or so. And I ended up choosing basketball. He stuck with soccer, and it was really cool how our paths reconnected back at Concordia. So today's going to be a great one as we dive into how he followed the heart, and that left him way more at peace than he's ever been. We also get into his identity after leaving SMU, which was the number two soccer school in the country, and then finally how the dots always connect at the end. So thank you guys so much for being here, and it's a great one. This is the Through It All Podcast with host Connor Gleason. What's up, everyone? I'm here with Tyler Oakson, longtime friend and great guy. So, Tyler, yeah, thanks for being on, man. Yeah, of course. Thanks for having me, Connor. Appreciate it. Yes, sir. So I think it's only right we got to rewind kind of all the way to the beginning. And basically, like, how would you describe yourself as a kid, like as a young one? What's your personality like? Yeah, so, um, man, taking it back, like, you know, I was um, I was someone that's very different from who I am now, and huh. I'm very grateful for that because as a kid, you know, I would say my life was um, centered on a lot of like the earthly things, you know, like grades. Um, I got my identity from school. I got my identity from other things like, you know, popularity and um, what people thought about me, especially yeah. also with soccer, um, so with sports being a big part of my life. I would say that I was always growing up trying to um, show myself off to other people and to mm. earn people's respect. And um, so it was kind of like a, it was kind of like a tiring lifestyle that I was living. Yeah. And I didn't realize that until, you know, until a couple of years later um, with the decisions and the person I am now, like with how much more peace I have and with yeah. how much more confidence I have. Wow. So. That's deep. That's really deep. How'd you, <laughs> How, like, what, what realization did you come to and you started to like think, oh, I'm, I might be valuing other people's opinions too much. Like, how did you even think about that and realize that you were living that way? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, you know, that, that goes back into, um, you know, kind of like my story and kind of, um, though that dark place that we all, we all have a story, you know, we yeah. all have those places in our lives where we've been wounded and um, you can't, you can't go through life without having some wounds, without picking up some wounds, you know? And so um, going through the trials of life, you begin to learn things about yourself. And um, I can, I can share that it, right now. Like, I don't know if. Yeah. hundred um, yeah. percent. Go for right. it. Yeah. So yeah, basically, you know, like I said, growing up soccer school people, like that was my life. And yeah. um I ended up getting a, a good scholarship opportunity to go play soccer at a division one program early into my high school years, like as a junior. Um, and so getting a lot of success in soccer, that was fulfilling. And I accepted mm -hmm. the offer knowing I was going to go to SMU, a school in Dallas, Texas for, you know, like two and a half years before, um, before I actually got to college and, and um, I get out there and I yeah. realized that I was like, man, like, what I expected it to be was not what it was, you know, mm -hmm. and um, man, I was in a lonely place out there. I'll be honest with you. I was yeah. 
I was being challenged mentally. And, mm-hmm. uh, and I know that, and, and I can't speak for everybody because I know division one is a great, is a great opportunity and yeah. it's a great system. But for me and for my own personal experience, um, I was starting to feel the weight of expectations and, mm. you know, like being treated um, as a product a little bit, if you don't put out what people expect, then yep. you're not going to, you're not going to feel um, very welcomed or very um, uplifted. So I was going through that and I'll be honest with you when it all changed was um, my faith and mm. uh, knowing God and finding my identity in him. And that, yeah. freed, that freed me from a lot. Um, and it changed my life. And um, I ended up transferring out of SMU because um, I, I needed to get out of there for myself. Yeah. And so that, that to answer that, I would just say, going through the trial of life, being broken down and realizing that you need to lean on something different, something that you've never had before. And for yeah. me, that was, and that freed me from that freed me from a lot. Wow. That's uh that's such an awesome realization. And I remember just like you sounded so at peace when we kind of went on our hike uh, to the top of the world. Right. A couple couple months back. And that was just such a cool realization that you had. Um, but you were talking about how like cause in high school, right? You you were the ath- was it the athlete of the year, athlete of the decade? Athlete of the year, yeah. Athlete I'm of the year. Okay. Which was incredible. And then you said, so you committed to SMU after your junior year and then tell us how that whole process kind of came to be. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know, I was, I was playing in a tournament the summer going into my junior year. I played really well and Mm -hmm. the SMU coaches, you know, scouted me. Um, they were at the time, a top five division one program, and going into SMU, they were a number four, you know, freshman mm-hmm. class ranked um, guys. So I was with a solid group of players. And to go into more detail, it's, yeah. it's like when you grow up and you're an athlete, right? Or this could go into many other facets of what you want to become. But when you grow up wanting one thing and one thing only, and then mm-hmm. you get the offer or you get the opportunity, yeah, like, you, get, you know, you, you bite at that. And yeah. I had a great opportunity to go play division one soccer. I wanted to be a professional soccer player at the time. So I was like, this is amazing. Like this is exactly what I wanted. And, um, and I thought my life would be so complete. I just thought I had all, I thought I was going to be at peace, you know, because I got everything I wanted. But Uh the truth of it is like, I sit back and ask myself now, what Mm -hmm. do I really want? And if I get what I really want, will I be at peace? Mm. You know? Because yeah. I got everything I wanted at SMU, but mm-hmm. I wasn't at peace. In mm-hmm. fact, like I was more stressed out and full of anxiety and, and struggling with yeah. a lot of emotions, even though I had everything I thought I ever wanted. Wow. Um, you know, you had gear being thrown at you left and right. You had support academically with tutors and you had just, you had like such a, such a high, um, such a, such a big spotlight on you, you know, and people, people looked at you and were like, wow, you play soccer at SMU, you know, Uh it was a cool feeling, but it didn't bring me any peace. Wow. Wow. That's awesome to hear. Cause you were, you were at the top. That's like, that's where everyone wants to be at the top of the mountain. Like you so hard and obviously you still do. 
and just weren't feeling happy. So you, you just got to go with what you love, you know, and there will be people like you were saying who will knock you down or whatever, tell you, hey, you should have done this or should have done that. But ultimately, it's what makes you happy. So is that cool if we kind of dive into like what that actual decision like you're at SMU, right? Yeah. You're feeling these emotions and talk to us about kind of that decision and, and how you made that. Yeah. So, um, you know, leading up when I was out there, I was out there for almost, you know, half a year, uh, mm -hmm. like months and I was training, um, one day I got into this nasty tackle and I tore a couple ligaments in my ankle. So uh -huh. I was out for like three months. Um, okay. and that is when I started to really just, just being injured. If you have been injured before, you yeah. kind of know like the struggle of sitting on the sideline and kind of feeling set apart from the team. Um, uh -huh. You start to feel disconnected a little bit. And um, yeah, so I was injured for three months. And through those three months, I was realizing how I was just getting pushed to the side. You yeah. know, and I was getting a little bit forgotten. Uh -huh. Like, man, you know, like if soccer were to be taken away from me, would uh -huh. I be happy at SMU? Mm. Um, and I realized that that I wouldn't have been, you know, that yeah. the only reason I was at SMU was for soccer. And yeah. I kind of overlooked everything else when mm -hmm. I made the decision to commit. Um, so I, I, and, and man, this is where I was in a deep place in my life. Um, uh -huh. This is when it was pretty dark and I started to lean on God. I started to pray to him and I started to really dive into the Bible. I started to talk to my teammates who knew God and had a more mature faith in me. Mm -hmm. And started to go to church and um man like through that he started to speak to me and he started to just put on my heart this weight you know yeah. this like feeling to uh remove myself from smu and i didn't know what that meant i didn't know what that looked like i had no plan you know after when i would leave smu i had no plan at all but yeah. i knew in my heart it was the right thing to do so gained up the courage to um to walk into my coach's office man and yeah I tell you that was that was a moment I'll never forget because it was so scary and yeah and um no one no one understood you know the decision I was making um yeah. I'll be honest with you my 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 family they supported me but they didn't understand it and yeah um, my teammates that I talked to they supported it but they didn't understand it either um yeah I didn't feel like I could go to my friends back at uh -huh. home to them um and the only person i could talk to was god that was mm. it to me that was the only person that would understand what i was going through so talking to god letting him pour into me these emotions that i was feeling i had the courage and the strength to then go and talk to my coach and and um wow. he let me go he was a very he handled it very well and i think <laughs> i think uh it was he just didn't really understand. And to be honest, I didn't understand either, but I just told yeah. him what I need to do and wow. uh, go ahead and do it. Um, scariest, one of the scariest moments of my life. Right. But it was so freeing because I was doing something that mm -hmm. nobody understood, but I felt it was so right. And wow. I felt peace with that. You know, that's, that's, that's so awesome, man. So much respect for you for just doing what you want to do. Right. Yeah life's too short to do something you don't want to do. So, cause before that, when you were in high school, what was your, what was your plan? Like, right. Cause we all have this expectation for ourselves in our brain and, you know, we wake up and what did you want to do? Right. So you wanted to go to SMU and then play pro soccer. Was that how it was? 
that was it man that was that was it and that's that's kind of that was my purpose in life it was just to be um it's just to be a professional player and mm -hmm. i realized that there's so much more to life you know that can be a, a seasonal thing that can be a purpose that you serve for a season but there's so many more seasons of your life and there's so many more purposes that you're called to fulfill and i realized that in in when i was out at, at smu you know soccer isn't everything it's yeah a and it's a gift but there's so much more to life than just soccer and mm -hmm. um and yeah man I, I wanted to explore the different things in life and um and so yeah gotcha did you have a you had an opportunity to play professional after your junior year is that right yeah so um Portland, if, if, yeah, if so the, the, and there's an MLS team called the Portland Timbers and um, they have a development Academy program where the younger players, you know, grow up in this program and the uh, team, team one, the first team, the second team, they watch you, you know, and they mm -hmm. kind of scout you constantly. And if you're playing well, if you're performing well, most likely they'll give you a, a contract professionally. And I had an opportunity to move out to Portland um, they offered me a spot on the development program. And um, mm -hmm. that was an opportunity that I didn't accept because, um, you know, I kind of wanted to enjoy my senior year. This was yeah. my junior year of high school. So I kind of wanted to stay at home and just be a kid for one more, uh, one more year before I moved into SMU. Yeah. Um, yeah, exactly. Did you, did you, were there times where you thought like, oh, you know, what if I went, what if I did this? What if I was up in Portland? And like, if so, how, how did you deal with those kind of negative thoughts? Yeah. So I had, I had a lot of that, man. I had a lot of that. And, um, a lot of people were like, you know, why, why would you pass that up? Uh, yeah, yeah. I know a lot of, a lot of players, you know, probably that would have accepted that right away. And, uh -huh. uh, and I don't know why I didn't pass that, why, why I did pass that up. I look back on it now and I just think it was the work of God, you know, just, yeah. just out to SMU for a reason, because maybe if I went to Portland Timbers, I would have never, um, I would have never found God the way I did at SMU. You yeah. know, I went to Portland Timbers and got a professional contract. I would have probably not went to college. So I yeah. think God was protecting me at a time that I didn't even understand. Wow. Um, and, and, and I'll be honest, man, like I don't, when someone asked me why I didn't accept the Portland Timbers offer, I don't really know. I think uh -huh. I just, I just didn't feel it in my heart again, you know, like yeah. you just get that, that gut feeling, like whether it's right or not, and uh -huh. I didn't feel led to go out there. So, yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. And then, so you finished up, finished up your senior year, obviously got athlete of the high, what was the exact name of the award? Yeah, it was um, it was athlete of the year um at Mission Viejo High School. Yeah. Okay, so athlete of the year, by the way, at Mission Viejo High School, incredible football team, great <laughs> basketball team, a lot yeah. of great programs. And Tyler, you got it, and no <laughs> one, no one deserves it more, man. That work ethic is crazy. I appreciate. Um, but I wanted to. I know I'm kind of jumping around a little bit. Um, but going back to the SMU, right? And that decision you made to enter the transfer portal. Um, so like, I'm sure for your whole life, right? When you decided I want to play pro soccer, you're waking up and you're thinking every day, okay, how am I going to get my workout in? 
when am I get my workout in? And then once you do that, then it's kind of like, okay, I have the whole day to just kind of rest. So not only did you necessarily leave SMU, but it's also like you had to, you every day you weren't waking up and say, hey, I want to play professional soccer now. I want to do other things. So how was it like kind of adapting to that new new mindset, if you will? Yeah, no, that's a great question. Um, a lot of change, you know, took place when I, when I left SMU because I kind of, I mean, I kind of gave up, like, I, I didn't, I just gave up a lot of the things that were lining myself up to play professional. Yeah. And so I realized when I left SMU, you know, I didn't accept the Portland Timbers offer. Now yeah. I left SMU. So what is there now? Like, mm-hmm. what, what is God going to bring into my life now? I went back home and dude, actually like a couple days um, later, I just started to get this feeling to go to Concordia to, uh-huh. to what offers there were at Concordia, um, you know, and, and because my brother went through college there and played soccer, I knew it was a great program. So I, I work on getting that lined up and praise God, it worked out for me. Uh-huh. Um, so I figured out where I was going to go, uh, where I was going to transfer into. Yeah. And, um, getting, coming back home, dude, just the way that God allowed my relationship to grow with my parents and my brother and the way that God used my life to, um, to, to talk to my friends, you know, my old yeah. high school friends who I never spoke to God about. Like uh-huh. when I was in high school, I barely spoke about God. And yeah. coming back home, I was able to start doing Bible studies with my friends who I've known for years, but never spoken to God about, mm. um, about God. And um, just crazy things, man. Like I, I started to have this desire to go into the medical program. Um, mm become a doctor potentially and now i'm majoring in biology and i just i just entered this emt course um so i'm doing things that i wouldn't have necessarily done had i yeah. stayed and so giving up one thing opened up the door to so many other things mm-hmm. and yeah. um, and soccer is still a big part of my life i still am playing on the soccer team at concordia yeah i'm just doing so many other things and i feel so much more complete now with where I'm at. That's awesome. And describe even in more detail how that's been like, just is how much more freeing is it inside you? You know, like how much more happy are are you doing something that you truly love versus, you know, I like, I like doing this. I used to like it, but I'm not doing it just because I have to, just to get it in. Yes, man. Yeah. Um, It's that feeling like I don't, so, so with soccer, it was like, if I had a bad training, you know, a couple of years ago, if I had a bad training, that would facilitate into my lifestyle outside of soccer. So yeah. that would go into my relationships with my parents, yeah. with my brother, with my friends. If I had a bad training, I was going to have a bad day. You know, uh-huh. like soccer was my God. My life was resolved or revolved around soccer. Soccer was everything. And realizing that soccer isn't everything, um, allowed me to you know be freed from it pretty much yeah and um and now you know if soccer if i didn't have the best day Mm -hmm. i practice um i'm not gonna be as hung up on it yeah i'll still be frustrated because i'm a competitor and stuff but for sure now that there's just so much more to life than Mm -hmm. just a practice you know i'll have a thousand more practices in the future so yeah why should I be hung up on just one? You know what I mean? Exactly. Um, it's that kind of thing. And, 
And yeah, dude, it's just, it's also knowing that my identity isn't found in the results that I put out in the game. Mm. My identity is found in something so much greater and higher than myself. Yeah. That's, that's an interesting point you bring up about identity because on my first podcast with, with my dad, um, and honestly with my second, uh, coach Nate too, we talk about identity and like growing up, right. High school, you think, cause we're just in a, like a little bubble, right. High school. That's all the kids know each other and stuff. They grow up together, but it's like Tyler, the soccer player, you know, yeah. oh Tyler's a stud. Like this guy got offered from the Portland Timbers. You know what I mean? And it's like all these, all these kind of ex- subconscious expectations of people saying, Oh, soccer player, soccer player, soccer player. And then right. when that switches, then it just people just start to like judge, you know what I mean? Without knowing anything that's going on inside of your brain, they just start to judge for no reason. Those voices of people just judging and, and you kind of knowing that they're thinking about your decision. Did yeah. that get to you? Yeah, dude. I mean, it got to me. Um, it definitely got to me at the beginning. I was, I was, I was, uh, it did, man. I won't lie to you. It's yeah. when, someone, when someone says your name, you know, out of their mouth and it's not the prettiest thing to hear. It's not yeah. fun. I mean, it definitely, um, it definitely hits you a little bit mm-hmm. hard and, and you got to look at yourself and be like, all right, who am I going to listen to? You know, am I going to yeah. listen to this guy who doesn't even know me and who uh-huh. doesn't know the things that yeah. I'm through? Or am I going to listen to my heart and am I going to listen to myself? Am I going to listen to if you have a faith, a relationship with God, like, am I going to listen to God and what he Mm -hmm. says about me, the one who created me, you Mm -hmm. know? And and I just had to start to tell myself, like, am I going to listen to someone that doesn't even know who I am? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So it was hard though, man. And, and I'm, I'm still walking through that. I'm still learning how Uh to, how to cope with, with things that are said about me, but I'm, better place now and I, I really do have a firm foundation of where where my identity is found that's that's so cool and being at Concordia is I mean I know last year was kind of a bummer just because it wasn't full school and all that stuff but right. how how was it playing with your brother I'm sure that must have been cool shout out Michael real quick great great <laughs> yes. he's gonna be on the pod uh in the future but yeah. go ahead yeah dude it was it was something special. I mean, I played with him one year when I was a freshman in high school, okay. senior in high school, but I was just a little like kid, you know, when I was a freshman. Um, yeah. Now I'm like going into my freshman year in college as he was a senior, it was different because uh-huh. I'm a bigger guy now, you know, I'm more developed and I'm more mature. Yeah. So me and him were able to actually play center back together, like every That's single So week. cool. And you know, in, in soccer, it's, it's two center backs and they're kind of mm-hmm. like, they're kind of like the quarterbacks of the team. They kind of see the whole field and it yeah. was so awesome to, um, to play with him because what was interesting is that brother relationship, you know, uh-huh. like literally just having that blood bond with Michael. It's, we didn't have to talk on the field. Like you, I wow. just knew what he was thinking. I knew where he was going and it was like, I've never played with a more, um, with a more connected teammate before. And it was, it was fun. It was so fun, man. Yeah. That's so awesome. I feel like that's a, that's a childhood dream. You know, like you're in the backyard messing around and then it actually happens on at Concord. That's like, this is one of the coolest things, man. Oh, I mean, and that goes back to, you know, giving up 
giving up SMU, but yeah, being able to enjoy something that I'll take with me for the rest of my life, like having a season with my brother. Yeah. Like that is something that is priceless. You can't put a price tag on that. Yeah. It's, it's so cool how the dots can kind of connect backwards, but in the moment you don't really know why until you look at it from, you know, the place you are now. Dude, that's a big point you just made. I agree a hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's a, it's something that's like, it's so hard to grasp in the moment because you're not like, okay, why is this happening to me? Why do I deserve this? You know, but when you look back, it's like, oh man, this helped me so much. And it opened so many doors that I couldn't even have have, like imagined myself. So that's, that's, that's been great. Um, I was gonna, I have a funny story um, for you real quick. I think I told this to you before, but the pod's got to hear. So Tyler, we we went we go way back, played club soccer together. I think it was what 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 year was that? Was it fourth, Man, fifth grade, something like that? I, I think it was like fifth grade, dude. Yeah, yeah way back. fifth grade, fifth grade. Um, but even before that, AYSO, uh, he was. Yeah. Uh, this is like one of my first times playing soccer and whatnot, and I I I talked to my mom about this about six months ago uh, when Tyler was transferring to the school in. She said that whenever she saw the guy with the red hair and the blue jerseys, she was like, all right, we, we were we were going to lose for sure. And it was hilarious because I remember that same thing. I remember seeing Tyler, a little AYSO game, and dude was just running through the whole team and scoring every time. It was insane. And I was like, <laughs> all right, we, we, we lost. We lost. So I just figured I had to share that. That was, was crazy. <laughs> Had it, had it from the jump, man. Had it from the jump. Man, bringing it back to AYSO, those were fun. Those were fun days. Yeah, those were fun days. But, I, I mean, I could tell, like, this kid, this kid's going to go somewhere, seriously. <laughs> Unstoppable, though. I appreciate that, man. Thank you. Yeah, and then, and then the club scene, too. Um, West Coast, Tyler and I played on West Coast. I don't – I think it exists, actually. It went back to West yeah, Coast, right? I think it came back, yep. Yeah, so form form some memories over there, but but nothing but nothing but good times, man. Good nothing time. but good times. Definitely. Yeah. So um, I know this was a this was a this was a shorter one today, but what I really learned is that I don't I don't go for a certain amount of time. Like it's got to be an hour. It's got to be this time. It's just kind of like a like a flow, man. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just kind of we're in there talking and stuff. So. Yeah, Tyler, I just, I guess we'll, we'll kind of finish with you've, you've put yourself through this whole process and what would you say is one of the key takeaways that you'd like to pass down from like generation, like to your kids and so on and so forth? I think, um, I think asking yourself the question, like, are you at peace? You know, when you get, when you get what you want, like, are Uh you at peace yeah um, because then that makes you ask yourself well what do I want you mm-hmm. know like what am I really seeking after uh-huh. um, because again going back to my story I thought I knew what I wanted and I uh-huh. thought I knew I thought I knew what would get, bring me happiness and what would make me feel completed uh-huh. and when I got it you know because I feel like I feel like it's fair in my own life to say that I got everything I wanted hundred percent SMU. Like I had it all, you know, in my yeah. own, but 
that's when I was most broken and that's when I was most empty. And so I feel like there's just a lot to break down from that. And Uh it's really the question, like, are you going to be happy when you get everything you want? And if you are great, but if you're not, then maybe do a little self-reflection and look within and ask yourself, you know, what, where are some errors? You know, what are some things that I could switch up in my life? Wow. What a deep, deep insight, Tyler. That's, uh, (laughs) it's awesome. You only gain that through a long process of self-examination. So I appreciate you being on, man. Hey, thank you. I appreciate it. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Hey, I'm I'm gonna be at all those games this year, man. You'll hear me. Hey, me too, man. Me too. I cannot <laughs> wait to see you guys play, dude. It's gonna be fun. It'll be a good year, so yeah, Excited, man. But thanks again. Thanks again for hopping on. Yeah, man. Hey, thank you again for having me. Have a good rest of your day. For you too.